With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, 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 what's going on? Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I hope you had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. Uh, thanks for asking. <laughs> Today, before we get into sports and entertainment, TV, music, things of that nature, because I'm going to do a couple of reviews of CDs I listen to, some TV shows, I'm going to talk some sports, etc. But I want to ask a question. Should you trust your gut instincts? I mean, your gut instinct is your primal wisdom. It is your primal wisdom when something is going wrong or if you should do something to help somebody, your gut kicks in. Now, it's different from intuition. Intuition is your spiritual wisdom. If you have been raised in some kind of spiritual manner or you have some kind of deep-seated religious beliefs, that's where your intuition comes in. Now, I'm not saying that anybody is clairvoyant. I am not getting into that. I'm not saying that you're predicting anything about the future because we're going to get into some reasons why your gut can be wrong and how your gut can be right. Now, your gut is going to give you immediate understanding of something that is going wrong. And I'm talking about danger and fear. It might make you hypervigilant. Now, this is your in, your gut instincts. When you're in a situation where you know that it's three o'clock in the morning and you see a crowd of five young men standing in front of you, they're loud, and they're bolsterous, and they, they might seem intoxicated, or you already know that you have beef with one of them. That's when your instinct is going to kick in. You're going to become vigilant. You're going to know that there's danger ahead. And you're going to handle it, hopefully, accordingly, if you listen to your gut instinct. Now, your intuition might say, you know what? They're children of God. They're not going to do anything, blah, blah, blah. And it might lead you down a dirty road. You know what? Also, when your gut instinct kicks in and it tells you about danger, it's going to give you the right choices that you may need to make. You might need to help somebody. You might feel that something in your body is wrong. It's just not right. But you can't overthink. And the first thing that you should do with your gut instinct, if you're going to trust it, is never overthink. Avoid should have, could have, would have. Take time. Slow down. Uh, don't allow your prejudice and unconscious bias to kick in. Because you might look at that group who are just having fun and they could be of another nationality and they're just having fun, but you have a deep seated prejudice or bias against a certain type of person. And you might think that they're thinking about you when they're not thinking about you at all. So you have to be able to listen to your inner voice 
slow that inner voice down to say, hey, why do I feel the way I feel? You must evaluate the situation. You have to take a moment because while brains are like computers, they can process information quick. It doesn't take 10 minutes to get a gut instinct. It takes instant. You, the hairs on your arm might stand up. You might get goosebumps. You might get the sweats. I mean, there are a lot of things that happen. But you must slow down as, so you can clearly hear your inner voice. Notice how your body is reacting in situations, and that will allow you to trust. I mean, because here's the thing. We have to realize that we cannot trust people's words. We have to trust people's patterns, and patterns give you understanding, and then you have to take action. If you are a person who takes no action whatsoever, if you know it's right to help somebody and you don't help, if you know it's right to to leave a situation alone and you don't leave it alone, you're not even trusting the things that are built in you because we have a fight or flight built in all human beings who have normal functioning brains. There are people who don't have empathy, who don't have sympathy. They don't have the same manner to process that you and I may have. So you cannot blame them for not being able to know that fire is hot. It's just something that's wired in them to know. We already know you don't grab anything that's boiling red hot with your hand. You don't have to be taught that. You were taught that and you learned that a long time ago. It is now a part of your being. You know not to walk in a five-lane traffic against the light. These are things you just know. So take some time. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't allow prejudice and bias to overrule rational thought. And then you could definitely trust your gut. I didn't mean to preach to you. I just wanted to go through that. I, I thought it was something important. It just rang a bell in my head. And I said, you know what? Let me just spend two or three minutes on this. We lost some people this week. Joey the Assassin Hamilton. He passed away at the age of 82. Joey the Assassin Hamilton. He was the assassin number one. They were a wrestling tag team back in the day. They were bad guys all the time. Uh, I never got to see him wrestle a lot. I did get to see him a few times, but by that time, the original Assassin 2 was gone and he had a different partner. And WCW and NWA legend, beautiful Bobby Eaton from the Midnight Express, passed away this week at the age of 62. He was a part of uh, two different tag teams with the Midnight Express. One was with Dennis Carberry, and the other one I seen more relevant which was Stan Lane. And their manager was a guy named Jim Cornette. He walked around with the tennis racket. He would whack people with the tennis racket. He's like the uh, dictionary Wikipedia of anything pro wrestling. If you go on YouTube... Uh, Jim Cornette is there. He has beautiful stories he tells. I appreciate his insight because I wasn't there. And a lot of these people I find interesting. Being an East Coaster, we didn't get a lot of WCW in the early days. Well, NWA, Georgia Championship Wrestling. We didn't get that. Everybody didn't have the Superstation. Now, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. You would think that all of New York had cable in the 80s. We did not. There was a time when only Manhattan and Long Island had cable television. So you could not get TBN, TBS, sorry. 
And so when I was when I got an opportunity to see Dusty, NWA, Midnight Express, the Midnight Rockers, or anything like that, it, as a wrestling fan, it was pretty exciting because I'd only read about them in like the wrestler, wrestling illustrated, you know, magazines. That was it. There was no tape trading back in the eighties. Not the early eighties. You had to had been there. I mean, everything back then was must-see TV. If you was not there, you missed it. No TiVo, no nothing like that. So rest in peace, beautiful Bobby Eaton. We also lost a former Houston Astro all-star pitcher, J.R. Richard. J.R. Richard was a giant of a man, like 6869. Him and Randy uh, Johnson, I believe who pitched for Seattle Seahawks, they were like the world's two tallest pitchers. I mean, this dude threw over 100 miles per hour. And unfortunately, at a very early age, while he was dominating, he had a stroke, which caused his career to end. And so I say, rest in peace, Mr. Richard. He was 77 years old. Marky Post, who used to be on Night Court, she was the young lady from Night Court. She was on the Fall Guy and a whole bunch of other TV shows back in the days. She passed away at the age of 70. And a gentleman from Cool in the Gang, D.D.T. Thomas, died at the age of 70. He was the saxophone player. I always thought, other than Cool, he was basically the face of the group. He was the dude who always had the facial hair. He, he always seemed to be front and center on all the performances. So I thought he was a big-time player in the uh Cool in the Gang, and Cool in the Gang is a great group that's been around for 40, 50 years. And a man from the whitest kids you know, Trevor Moore, died at the age of 41. This was one of those Comedy Central uh, group uh, satire shows, uh, like four or five white guys, uh, offbeat humor, off-can humor type thing. I mean, very young, 41 years old. So rest in peace, Mr. Moore. And Bobby Bowden, the legendary head coach of Florida State Seminoles, who won two national championships while at Florida State, passed away at the age of 91. Florida State football was such a big deal in the 80s and 90s. They were, I mean, Alabama was on the way. It was Florida State, Notre Dame, USC, Florida. I mean, Michigan, naturally, Ohio State, but they were one of the big boys. And I'm talking Oklahoma and Nebraska. How could I forget those? And Texas. These were the big boys. Florida State football games, especially when they played Miami, was must-see television. And I say rest in peace to Mr. Bowden. Well, I did say I was going to review a few things. I had the Bose chicken sandwich this week. And the Bose chicken sandwich looks just like that picture that you see online. It is big. It is meaty. It's only $4, and the damn thing tastes good. I must admit, uh, I'm not a big chicken sandwich dude. I had the burger chicken, and this kicks the chicken's ass. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I never had Popeye's. I have not had McDonald's, and I don't do Chick-fil-A. Because Chick-fil-A is a, uh, their politics and my politics just do not jive. So I refuse to support a company that I don't believe in what they believe in. 
But I would say if you have not got a chance for $4, if you can get your hands on that Bojangles chicken sandwich, that hand-breaded chicken sandwich, it has a good bun, the pickles are delicious, the sauce was good. I mean, it was an all-around winner. And then on top of it all, we're only talking about the price tag of $4. I believe Burger King's is like $6.90. And I'm not beefing about 2 or $3 for specialty items. So I don't want you to get that twisted. But if you can get something of quality for a less price, I mean, think about it. I brought two chicken sandwiches, a super large fry, which was like three fifty, and four additional pieces of chicken, and it came to less than twenty dollars. So you do the math. What would you pay for that where you are? I also brought some Old Navy face masks. I need face masks because I'm taking a trip, and then on this trip, I'm going to have to wear masks indoors. So I figured, why not buy a brand new set of them? I did some research. A lot of people raved about the Old Navies because they actually have ear loop adjusters. And the material is beautiful. The face masks are nice. You can talk. You can be heard. They're comfortable on you. The 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 fact that they have the ear loop, you can pull them tight enough where you get good coverage. So I'm going to give a thumbs up to the Old Navy face mask. Now I watched American Horror Story. And this last episode was called Bow, like the god of fertility, uh, also maybe a demon type god. And this one dealt with a lot of gaslighting, how you can gaslight somebody to the point where they lose their minds. I mean, because part of the story was she did lose her mind. I mean, even though this season of American Horror Stories, these are episodic one episode and duns. It's reminded me a lot of the Black Mirror, the UK show. So it's not really coming off as a normal uh, American horror, which we find out later on. We will have a regular season. I don't know what they're going to deal with. What's the subject matter? Last year was uh, I believe it was. Uh, the Night Stalker from California, they went back in time and they dealt with the Night Stalker at a summer sleepaway camp, like a slasher film. And uh, I look forward to it because I think American Horror is well done. And actually, they finally had one of the normal cast members as a star of an episode in this particular bow episode. If you have not seen it, it's worth seeing it. Even if you haven't seen the whole season, this one was a good one. I watched The Dark Side of the 90s. And I watched actually two shows. One show was about the Viper Room and the goings on there, which I found very interesting. I didn't know a lot about the Viper Room other than River Phoenix died in front of it. And also the Beanie Baby Boom. I didn't know the Beanie Baby Boom was so big. I didn't really pay attention. Being a male, I never really owned the Beanie Baby. Not really never owned one. I never owned one. Let's make that clear and straight. I never owned the Beanie Baby. And how they were going at sometimes for ten, fifteen thousand, something that people paid five dollars for, but how they flooded the market and created such a shitstorm that they no longer had any value other than the original price value. I will also watch the first five episodes of a show on CNN called The History of the Sitcom. It's a very good watch. It goes through relationships, sex, colors, uh, all kinds of different art, the changing time, how they wanted to perpetuate this suburban 
asexual couples and how things became sexualized. I mean, it's very interesting show. And I believe it's going to be a part of so far we're up to part five. The Godfather of Harlem has returned. I have not watched the last episode, but the Godfather of Harlem has returned. I listened to what I do not know if this is the full CD or not. This could have just been a CD from the listening party of Kanye's Donda. There were some songs on here that were very good. He has some things that he can work with. He had a song called South Carolina featuring Pusha T. And I thought that, no, South Carolina, yes, was featuring Pusha T. That was a very good song. He's explaining some stuff that went on in South Carolina in his life. And I thought it was good. And then Welcome to My Life was just sad. The story behind this was sad. You know, like, Daddy, when you coming home? Daddy, when do you got to leave? I mean, this is his kids talking to him. And then him screaming, I'm losing my family. I mean, an emotional song. I Like I said, once again, I do not know if these are the finished products yet. And I don't know if he's originally, uh, initially or released Donda to the general public. This was just from the listening party. I know God breathed on this. Sound like a very good house slash club song. Very good house clash. You know, he's a Chicago boy, so he grew up on house. And so he made a beat that's very houseish. And I don't even know if this one's finished. And No Child Left Behind. I mean, it's just if you can't feel a vibe off of this track, which is really not a lot. I mean, he doesn't say much, but between what he says, because sometimes you don't need a million words to say something, you know, to make a point. But there's something wrong with you inside if you cannot feel any kind of vibe from No Child Left Behind. I cannot wait to hear the finished product. And then he had Heaven and Hell where Jay-Z dropped a, a couple of bars on. I don't know if that's finished. I mean, there's a thread of the throne two on there. So it was very interesting. Nas also released a CD called King's Disease 2. It's a pretty mellow CD, but Nas is on point. Nas is very much on point on the CD. It's one of my favorite CDs of the year. The Pressure, Death Row East, where he tells a good story. Uh, EMP, EPMD 2, which featured EPMD and Eminem, who went absolutely bat crazy once again on somebody's track, but uh, it seemed like Nas appreciated it because he didn't remiss the song, he didn't remaster the song, nor did he put an extra verse at the end of Eminem's rhyming, which I thought was great. It shows that he is, uh, Nas is comfortable with who he is and his place in history, that he doesn't have to compete. We've seen other artists do this many times. Somebody goes off on their collaboration, so then they add an extra verse to make sure that they seem like they came out on top. And I, you know what? I tip my hat to Nas for not doing that. Uh, he went right back to the hook and basically closed out this particular song. And once again, the name of this song is EPMD2 with Eminem and EPMD. EPMD sounded good also. I got to tip my hat to them. So the coronavirus is up to nine, I mean, 37 million cases here in America. 634 people have died. 
this Delta variant is out there kicking our ass, causing people to go back to wear masks indoors. We're supposedly up to 351 million, at least partially vaccinated people. But we still got to convince your friends, convince your loved ones, convince your co-workers to go out and do the right thing for the world and get this vaccine, man. Fuck that chip stuff. Fuck that nonsense that, you know, they're injecting uh, trackers. This is bullshit, man. Tell them to wake up. If they have no valid excuse, you ask them why would they jeopardize other people? Worldwide, we have 240 million cases and 4.4 million people have died due to this dreaded disease. I mean, like I said, this Delta virus variant is causing us to backtrack. It's causing us to do things that we thought we were done. We thought we were done with the social distancing inside masking, but a lot of people are going back to it. I mean, you still have to travel with masks on. I mean. We don't want to get to the point where November comes around and we have a closed world again. I don't know if we can bounce back the way we did this time, next time. So the Olympics is over. And the United States of America wind up winning the, the Olympics. Everybody who wins, wins. Everybody who goes is a winner. But the medal count win. We came out with a total of 113 medals, which was 39 gold, number one. 41 silvers, which was number one, and 33 bronze, which was number one. And I want to say congratulations to Abraham Answer for winning the FedEx St. Jude International. He won that in a playoff yesterday. Very exciting. I like this young guy. I wish him luck. Uh, I think he's going to be a problem for the Americans when Davis Cup and things of that come around. And next weekend, the NFL preseason kicks off in full swing. You will have preseason football starting Thursday. Okay, I know there was one game last week, but next week, the full schedule kicks into gear. It will be on TV. Wherever you're located, you'll be able to find some of these games on the NFL channel, what have you. I think it's going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So this weekend, we had Derek Lewis go up against Cyril Gahn for the interim heavyweight championship of the world. Cyril Gahn handled Derek Lewis quite easy, too easy to be uh, exact. Uh, Derek Lewis takes too fucking long to throw a punch. He waits around. I know he's dangerous, but if you have an AK-47, but the bullets are four states away, how dangerous is the gun? It's just a dangerous looking weapon. And that's what Derek Lewis is. He's a big, strong, dangerous looking man, but he won't pull the trigger on a punch. And Cyril Gahn, you know what? Good for you for kicking, punching and doing your business, handling your business. Derek Lewis over the last four or five fights has been very economical with his uh, punching it's like he's mad at Dana and he's charging Dana $50,000 per swing. And it makes no fucking sense. Amanda Nunes was supposed to be on this car, but she had to be uh, scratched due to COVID. Jose Aldo looked great against Pedro Munoz. And Tisha Torres and Angela Hill battle two was a very entertaining fight. But Bobby Green and this young man, Rivella, from like Kostakistan, 
that was a damn good fight. I mean, it was some good fights. One young lady, I thought something was wrong with her. I kept saying, why is she throwing her arm? Why is she throwing a punch? Come to find out, she broke her fucking arm. So she broke her arm, but she toughed it out and didn't even want to quit. When the doctor asked her, could she go on? She said, yes. I mean, you know what? That's when you have fire and you have desire. I didn't say smart. I didn't say that she used the proper, uh, the proper instinct. instinct. She didn't go with the right gut instinct by saying I'm so fucking tough that I'm willing to let my arm fall off my my shoulder just to keep fighting when I have no chance to win. But I mean I thought it was a very interesting card. And the UFC actually is taking off this week. So they won't be returning to like uh August the twenty first. I believe Cantonese is fighting that weekend. I don't have the full card, but I will let you know about that card when I speak to you again next Monday. Now, I'm going to tell you like I tell you every time. I appreciate you listening. I would love to hear from you. I don't care if it's positive, negative. Send me an email. Shoot me a comment. Uh, give me a like if you would. You can subscribe if that's what you feel in your heart. Uh, I do appreciate all feedback. Feedback is more important to me than subscriptions. It's more important meeting thumbs up uh just hearing where you think i was right where you think i was wrong especially when i talk about a t subject matter not just something that's sports related but a subject matter like gut instincts i would love to hear from you and i'm going to tell you people you have a great week i wish nothing but peace to you and i wish nothing but peace to you. judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.